the good trash media network check out our sister stations stations what is it 1970 check out our sister programs the praise down where keith and alex break down contemporary christian music and good trash genre cast where the boss man and his pals discuss movies and it's good and we're looking for guests for this year so hit me up wheelofrandy at gmail.com We'll set something up. Have a good show, guys. Wait, why am I telling you? All right, bye. Spin the wheel of Randy. Welcome back to Wheel of Randy. We have Cat Locke with us today. Thank you for coming, Cat. Thank you so much for having me. Singer, songwriter. I, I know you from your videos. Dog owner. Oh, I see your dog. Yes. Is that the dog from your videos? Of course it is. Oh my goodness. The famous Sherman. Sherman. So oh. We are so glad to have you here. I've been trying, you and I have been trying for 13 months. Oh my God, is that <laughs> real? Oh my God. I Yeah, I believe that. And you caught some COVID, I caught some COVID, and ugh. Anyway. And then, like, family members caught COVID. It was uh, the worst timing always. But, uh, you know, it's 2023. Happy New Year to you. And we're going to. I, 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 I wrote a joke about how excited I was going to be at the start of 2020 and how it was going to be my year. So I feel bad whenever I wish someone a happy new year. That's, uh, that joke did not age well. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, very, very excited for, for this year and very excited for what you have coming up. Let's go ahead and go ahead and plug yourself now. Let, 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 let's talk about what you've got going on next week. Well, yes, I'm releasing an EP called the Retrograde EP. And it's new because it's coming out next week, but it's all old music, like some of the first music I ever wrote. And I knew that by calling this the retrograde EP, it would be met with delays and <laughs> frustrations. <laughs> and because we started this project probably about 13 months ago all right, all <laughs> as right. well. It's been, and not only that, the songs themselves are years and years old. So it just kind of started as like a little side project to re redo all because I just had these old songs that people really liked but I'd recorded them with an old project and I just was like I'd rather redo them and get them out there with different recordings or whatever why not revisit them as a whole new person yeah and have other new people touch on them and uh so it's finally done it's finally come to an end this like a year-long project uh of years old tracks it's fine and i'm very excited for it and i'm very excited for it to be done <laughs> truthfully and it releases january 5th? january 6th i'm taking oh. it back <laughs> there you go all right january 6th will always be epiphany <laughs> <laughs> We, they, it, what, was like the, the only, holiest... it was the Friday that was available at the Blue Perfect. Note. And I was like, you know what? And I think that actually the new season of RuPaul is starting on January 6th as well. So I'm like, you know what? Oh, it's, what a day. It's over. It's yeah. over. Yeah. It, yeah. We, we... <laughs> they had their fun with it. We're taking they it had... back. Yeah. I, I remember uh, 
this must have been 10 years ago or something. It was it was the start of the TV season and someone put up uh, a billboard that said on 9/11 we're redefining comedy. <laughs> like I don't know if that was intentional or I, I kind of hope it wasn't, but yeah, January 6th. I know those dates will come up. Like that's one I've gotten offered just like a show on a 9-11 and it's like, it just feels, it feels weird to like not acknowledge it. I, I think it's going to get less and less weird. You know, if, if you got offered something on yeah. Pearl, Pearl Harbor day, you wouldn't think anything of it. <laughs> Right. It's less weird for sure. But I think like, there's that TikTok noise. They're like, do you really want to know where I was January 6th? <laughs> I definitely will be using that nice. in my marketing, I think. <laughs> you just got to lean in. But that night is going to be fun. It's going to be fun. And I didn't want to do it because I have all these new songs that I've been working on and the band knows them too. Like we all want to play them. But I was like, it doesn't make sense to do that at this show. So I decided we're just going to lean all the way in. Uh, we're going to dress up as a throwback and we're going to play all the songs on the EP and all the old songs. And we're going to kick them to the curb and really play them out one big last time and then start playing some new stuff. Nice. Finally. Now I haven't been to the Blue Note since they remodeled. Have, have you been? What 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 can people expect? Yeah, it's a lot better. Uh, they got these fancy booths. It's non-smoking. It's just uh, I played there back in October, and I would say I think it's it's the new buzzing spot or the new old it's very fitting for this ep release actually now that i think of it <laughs> it's like a new old uh space um a deserved they have great sound like oh, the team good, there had been yeah. really yeah the sound's good um even though <laughs> whatever i would be like oh my god <laughs> should i say this who cares um i won't one time when I played there, the sound guy, the sound was so good, but the sound guy was so drunk, spilled my water on oh, stage. Oh, no. I didn't even, I just noticed it. I was like, oh, the water spilled and like assumed it was me, of course. I'm like, I'm so right. sorry. Oh, my God. And then later my guitar player was like, I saw him spill that. <laughs> sound guys, I tell you. Uh... And like so drunk and we were all. Or I wasn't aware of it, but I guess he was afraid. <laughs> and then <laughs> the sound was really good. I will destroy you. <laughs> so I don't know who that was or if that's the normal price. I have no idea. I don't care, but just not trying to incriminate anybody, I guess. <laughs> it was great. I think it's a really great space for sure. I love how much you have embraced videos. And the music videos you put out, they're so slick. They're so well done. They're so funny. Uh, how, how much of that is, is, is you? How much of that is, is finding a director you trust? What, what's the creative process behind that? Because I'm, I'm coming to you, Kat, as someone who knows nothing about the music industry today, which is weird for someone from a music podcast to, to do. But keep in mind, Randy has put out two records in the last 23 years. Right. <laughs> so, and, you know, came into this, established all the right connections. So I don't know what it's like for someone who is is getting into this biz. So, you know, talk, talk to me like, uh, talk to me like I'm uh, in the fire hydrant business, which I <laughs> am. Uh, so like I asked 10 minutes ago in this question, uh, the, the the process for, for creating the videos, for shooting the videos. Tell, tell me a little about that. Um, the videos, it's definitely a me thing that I just have always loved music videos and really grew up on them. My sister showed me a lot of music videos. We always say, well, she always says, and I stole, like there is a Fiona Apple music video for every like situation you are <laughs> in your life. <laughs> that you just like need to watch and be like okay yeah that's like where I'm at right now <laughs> um and like Britney videos and stuff and um 
So I'm trying to think, yeah, it's just something I've always wanted to do. And my sister also did a lot of like filmmaking growing up. Um, so there are so many home videos where she would like make a movie. She made one called War is Heck <laughs> that uh, we did. And like we found them all a few years ago and always in it because my sister's nine years older than me. Um, so I was just little bitty. So I'm like two or three and they'd be like, this is Catherine, the pop star, and have me like standing on a table <laughs> singing something. And I, there's one where I just am going like, no, 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 no. <laughs> just like, they'd just be like, Catherine, make up a song. And uh, so she always was like dressing me up for pictures and videos and making me make music videos when I was little. So that was just kind of the norm. And act coming up with the concepts is funny because I felt like I have had so many music video ideas in my entire life, but now I have like an album and I can't fucking think of one. Um, <laughs> can I swear? Yes. Okay. Yes, you can. Fantastic. Um, but I was like, I can't think of one. And I was really, I watched like all the Fiona Apple music videos, all the music videos that I like and was trying to like get inspired and then it took me like 10 seconds to actually for the forever boy one. Cause I wanted to do a video for that album just cause mm-hmm. I wanted to do one. And um, I couldn't think of one. And then I was like, you stupid idiot start with the song. And I literally read the first line of forever boy. I'm equally scared of you as I'm afraid to love you forever. And I was like, Oh, it's a scary movie rom-com music video. There you go. Duh. Uh, just so. And that is such a, metaphor just such a story of like so many things in like art or whatever it has to just start with the song or <laughs> it has to just be about that like you're gonna get that I mean I could have sat there and brainstormed some idea but it wasn't gonna be as natural or as good as just actually looking at the lyrics and being like oh that's what the song is about so that's what just comes into my head what what I love about forever boy is and we see this over and over in you know, we've discussed this on this podcast so much, but there's such a disconnect between the lyrics and the general vibe of the song. That someone who, who isn't paying attention to the lyrics, or uh, let's say their, their English isn't really strong, is going to see this as a very, very sweet, peppy kind of song. And once, once, once you you dig into the lyrics, like you said, you realize that there's 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 fear there, and there's there's uncertainty there. Um, and I think in that case, the, the video, which you know, is very, very funny, uh, the video uh, bridges that gap really nicely, that you, you get both the flavor of, uh, of the music itself and, the, and the, the, the darkness behind the lyrics. It's just really, really well done. Thank you. I like to think I do kind of live on that gap. <laughs> it's kind of like on that funny, scary, that's a thing in going back over my songs i noticed like i write a lot about fear like that that's a recurring theme if you will that was the name of my last album kind of uh oh i had a point oh yeah forever boy uh recently i haven't been able to play guitar recently because i had shoulder surgery last year um Mm -hmm. so that's been sad but it's also been kind of fun i've had to perform with i usually perform with a guitar and I'm like, what the hell am I supposed to do without a guitar in front of me and perform the songs, obviously. And now I kind of like it better and feel like I can better, I don't know, sing. I can obviously sing better and just like relay the message and all that. And I was telling my drummer the other day that Forever Boy took me a while to figure out because, I mean, it's a long song. It's nearly five minutes long. Mm-hmm. And it's the same three chords the entire time it repeats a lot so that song i'm like that song gets boring on stage i don't like to feel bored something's wrong if i feel bored while i'm performing it or whatever and i realized that that song needs to be sung like like i'm holding a gun to your head i'm saying all these nice things (laughs) (laughs) but that is the energy of it like say that you love me for the rest of your life and that once i figured that out it's like okay i know how to do this (laughs) how to relay that (laughs) 
which is very, very me. <laughs> in, in a way, uh, it almost feels like a breakup song in that way. That there's this, uh, this. Well, would you uh, believe that it kind of was? <laughs> oh, go on. I mean, honestly, I'd have. I don't even remember when I wrote it. I know who I wrote it about, obviously, but I'm not with them today. <laughs> names. Uh, we need names. Now go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, it's about Alex Sanchez. No, I'm just kidding. I knew it. Um, <laughs> that's the secret. That's why he's in my videos. Because he is my muse. Uh, but yeah, it kind of was it's like kind of making fun of itself because I probably wrote it in a place where I knew that it wasn't going to work out deep, deep down. I wanted it to, but I probably mm -hmm. knew that he wasn't there. And yeah. so in a way it kind of feels like, like a, like a death cry, <laughs> like a plea kind of, yeah, a begging, but with a gun to your, th and actually with that person, <laughs> whatever. Um, they would what they would do would just be like vanish we'd be everything would be good and then they would just like i'd not hear from them for weeks at a time um and so one time i was at my mom's house and i saw his car down the street and it mm. just and i i knew he had like a friend like i knew he had a reason but it just pissed me off it's like you're ignoring me and you're literally like down the street from me and it made me so mad and I I wouldn't have obviously done this but I texted him like hey I'm at my mom's house and you should text me back or else I'm gonna go carry Underwood on your fucking truck <laughs> <laughs> and actually he, he literally like laugh reacted and was like can I pick you up for dinner in 15 <laughs> <laughs> Which is not how I thought it was going to go. I literally thought like it was kind of me almost just like ending it. Just being like, I'm so pissed off that I'm just going to say something insane to make you get mad and just like be done with it. And he's like, ha ha. <laughs> so that is that's the energy of the song that kind of that worked on him for a while. It stopped yeah. working. But in any relationship where you're having to threaten violence to their car to get them to talk to you mm -hmm. is probably not one that you should be chasing after i you're gonna have to remind me what what's the video you have where where you've just got a fistful of red flags in your hand? <laughs> biggest mistake yeah. yes 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 <laughs> oh yeah kind of a similar similar vibe there it's rough out there i get it <laughs> and that so, one is about someone who if i said the name you would know who it was so i can't but oh, he knows no yeah <laughs> that's all that matters <laughs> uh you mentioned alex sanchez uh we're sis our sister show the praise down you've been a guest a couple of times and uh, uh i i love your episode where, where you're breaking down that jessica simpson christmas album just because you and Alex uh, have so much technical vocal knowledge <laughs> that you're able to break down everything that she's theoretically doing wrong. <laughs> um, I've never said that Jessica Simpson has ever done anything wrong. I would just like that on record. Okay, okay. Our, <laughs> our, 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 our three listeners take note. I just can't, you know, have yeah. people say and stuff like that. <laughs> so you you mentioned Fiona Apple. Who who are some other influences you've had? Um, I, someone just asked me this the other day, so I actually do happen to have it probably up top. Yeah, Fiona Apple, Sarah Bareilles, mm -hmm. Mitski. I love the Cure. Elvis Costello, Ariana Grande, kind of all over the place. And I I don't know if it has been apparent thus far, but I was a deep, deep theater kid. Oh, good. Theater kids <laughs> like, are the best. From six to 19 years old, I was in a show or two. 
well, we, we, we can talk shows all day long. Oh my goodness. That was sweet. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Um, I noticed, and I think I see, even see in the background here, in one of your videos, you have a bad, bad hat in it prominently displayed. Uh, I know them from uh, their Christmas song, John Solomon introduced me to Sweet Tooth Sally oh, yeah. a couple years ago. And th that's all I know about them, but I know I listened to that one over and over and over again. So when I saw that pennant in your video, I was like, ah, I, I know a band. I'm, I'm cool. <laughs> that's so funny. I know. I kind of know them. I have a story about them, actually. Oh, yeah. This I want to hear. And on the other wall that you can't see, I have other things about them. So they are kind of one of the first bands, like I said, I was a theater kid. So I, I didn't listen to real music for a while. Like in high school, I was mostly listening to whatever show I was in. I was right. really employed in high school. I had a job and that was like to study whatever musicals. Um, and really Sarah Bareilles was like the overlap that all the theater girls all the theater kids liked Sarah Bareilles. Um, and so then I was out of high school and started listening to some real music, which mostly came from like the One Tree Hill soundtrack or like whatever TV shows I was watching. Yeah. Uh, like Chuck Scrubs, those soundtracks really right. helped. But um, a friend, Tyler George, told me, oh, it's time to be real. Um, told me about Bad Bad Hats and I listened and really liked it hang on three two one taking a be real for the internet okay um <laughs> <laughs> gotta be real um and really liked that and it was kind of one of because i wasn't doing musicals anymore i didn't really uh, try very hard to audition for theater colleges um i really wanted to go to Ithaca in New York and I did not make the cut they only let like six people in mm. I did make a cut a final 200 cut and I had to go to Chicago and do like another round of auditions but I did not make the final like six uh and I got into OCU they wanted me to do like acting and then re-audition for music theater but just so expensive blah 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 yeah yeah so I was just floating, didn't know. And I was like, I don't know. And I just wasn't in a musical for the first time in my life. I was like, what's that going to be like? And I saw a friend's band and I was like, that's a thing? You can like be in a band? What? And then my friend had me listen to Bad Bad Hats. And it was kind of one of the first bands that I really was like, oh, I could like do something like that. Like, I like this. I like, yeah. And started like, that became my favorite thing. And I saw them. They opened up for Third Eye Blind, so random, at Criterion. Okay. At Criterion and like... Oh, oh my gosh. Um, I was working at the thrift store, so it would have been like 2015. All right. And um, yeah, it was such a random thing. Like, we left after they played, too. <laughs> we didn't even see Third Eye Blind. <laughs> like, we there were like these, like, you know, Third Eye Blind heads, like, right in the front. And we had to, like, prove to them, like, can we stand right up front just for the opener and we'll give you your spots back? <laughs> we had to like prove to them that we were there for bad bad hats i've got a uh, soft spot for opening bands <laughs> like i love them so much please and uh they were at like the merch table afterwards talked to them for a little bit and uh my friend who i was with said something like she kind of like plays guitar and writes songs and i wasn't really i was just truly barely doing it um okay. and they both like and they were like you should start a band you should start a band and they just like kept saying it and so they signed my cd and wrote on it start a band and so i have that up and then i started a band and then they came through at 89th street and i messaged 89th street like can i please open for them and they said yeah so i got right. to open for them when they came through in my old band and then i opened for them again as catwalk a couple years later so i love did, did that, you, that hats did you have fans that 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 came up and said, can we be on the front row just for cat box? <laughs> no. <laughs> Maybe my mom. He's yeah, like, can you yeah. move out of the way? I'm trying to uh, film. Moms are the best. <laughs> my mom is the best. I found out that my mom waited. My mom stood inside of a guitar center for two hours to buy me these headphones for Christmas. Aww. And I was like, that is the nicest thing that you've ever done for me. Thing. I wouldn't have done it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, hours. cat. 
let's talk a little randy and i you've got a treat set up for us so let's hear what you've got i do have a treat i did listen to the song of course Mm -hmm. um but i also so i'm not super familiar with randy newman and because we uh have set this up probably about 13 months ago when we first talked about this I actually did like I found a podcast about him and his life and like listened to it and I have forgotten every bit of it perfect that makes you <laughs> the perfect guest cat because forgotten I, I've got to say and, and, and Randy Newman fans are horrible human beings <laughs> okay that might make sense with where i'm going uh-huh, um, <laughs> uh-huh. uh, the, the only exception is listeners to this fine podcast <laughs> I, I love you all but people who like randy but not wheel of randy just you don't you don't want to be right. alone with them yes i did i did while i did my makeup i listened to kyle reed some of his episode because he's one of my yeah. homies so he can be an exception too but um <laughs> so i started to sit down and like ah, do research or whatever because I like to be prepared but then I thought it would be more fun more interesting if I because I'm an astrologer you can book a reading with me at yallstrology.com let me know <laughs> that's and, a great uh, name thank you I agree um and so I thought I would look up his chart and some people don't have like their birth time. And so you can't see a lot, but he actually has a correct birth time up. So I can see his whole entire chart. Um, okay. It's November of 43. Shoot. November 28th. Yes. Oh, yep, my credentials are restored. Okay. And now you can add to your knowledge that he was born at 8.02 PM. Okay. In Los Angeles. Yep. Okay. All right. So time time of birth is important for this, right? Yes. So your time of birth for astrology sets up your rising sign and your rising sign is important, but it also sets up all of your houses. So I'll do my little, sh- this is what I do readings and I have to do this spiel all the time. So I'm very good at it. Um, houses are just these little, if you're looking at a circle chart, it's like the 12 pieces of pie. Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh, so your placements are going to be like your sun is in scorpio your moon is in libra those are going to tell about like your personality and how you act about things but your houses are where those things fall and that's where you can get into like looking at predictions and seeing how people's lives like events and things happening to them so we do have his rising sign so we can see all of his houses which just tell a lot more of the story all right and his chart is kind of crazy (laughs) it's it's like if a friend told me like i'm dating this guy here's his chart what do you think i would be like (laughs) i'm not sure about this uh also if your friend said i'm dating this guy here's his records you'd say the same thing (laughs) Uh, yeah, so he's got like no earth placements at all. So that just is like a very, a, not a grounded person, like a floating, a lot of fire, a lot of fire and air. Like death, I would say is not going to be loyal to you. Mm-hmm. It's sun in Sagittarius, moon in Sagittarius, Mercury in Sagittarius, Venus in Libra, Mars in Gemini. Like, that's pretty rough. But the thing, the twist is his rising sign is in Cancer. So I feel like he can definitely pretend to be a little sweetie pie. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like, But he has no other Cancer placements. So it's like, it's a front. But he can absolutely put on that front for you. Um, <laughs> yeah, like, no water... Like barely any water, barely any earth, just fire and air, just like a tornado, very emotional. And that Cancer rising, um, he's ruled by the moon. And so the moon changes position every two days. I mean, it's moving all the time. So like he changes his emotions every day, you know, like it's so and he's ruled by it. And uh, 
that's where I'm going to get into his houses. So his houses I found interesting because um, he's mostly got stuff going on in his sixth house and his twelfth house. Sixth house is like everyday routine and like work in the way of just like what you do every day um not like accomplishments like career type it's like work he's got sun mercury moon in there and he's got three placements uh saturn mars uranus in his 12th house and the 12th house is like basically it's the last one because they're 12 houses right um so it's like kind of a spooky like the house of secrets it's like philosophy your inner shit you don't know about yourself and so Uh. these it's like his 12th house and his sixth house all these placements are across from each other and fucking with each other they're kind of opposite houses and um so with this is really with that cancer moon being in a sixth house it's like his job like will always his emotions is his job and so that is his life and like that will always be his life is his emotions like those things will never be able to separate and they're also so ever-changing and um other thing i think this is the last thing i wrote down (laughs) um is that i notice he does not have any placements in his 10th house and the 10th house like i said uh the sixth house is work but just kind of like the everyday office work type stuff um Mm -hmm. and the 10th house is career and so like accomplishments awards esteem stuff like that he does not have anything in there and huh um but i feel like i mean i see this as like he's obviously a legend an icon and everything but he's not somebody that like people know what he looks like yeah and know his life and his story and in ways that I feel like uh I would see this as some people might say he's like underrated not appreciated the way um that he should have been but I think he's paying off some karma and that's yeah. why <laughs> well okay this th- this so that would be my reading I, I I like that a lot that that resonates with me a lot um, let let me tell you kind of some of his uh, some Please. of his 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 life story and and my psychological profile of him just from reading one book about him and and and, and knowing his work. Um, but just in every interview, he he talks about um, being insecure. Um, he talks about how it's very hard for him to write something that he's proud of. Uh, which is why he's not a particularly prolific writer. Uh, you know, a, you know, rule of thumb is a record every ten years at this point. Um, mm-hmm. But he's always seen himself as a businessman. Um, you know, from the early mid '60s, he was writing songs for other people, and that's always paid the bills for him. Uh, he'll put out a record now and then, and some of them are, are, are very okay. That good. really hits with the sixth and twelfth house. It's like the, the working, work. but it's not yeah. your face on it. It's yes. not your, but it maybe your feelings and your emotions and your inner shit. But it's not always your. Okay, that makes yeah. sense. And you know, he 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 knows what he sounds like. He he knows that his voice isn't really a voice for for radio, and he's he's always been very you know, insecure about how he looks, he's insecure about how he sounds, uh, but he's proud of what he writes and he's proud that he's made a living doing it. Um, you know, he he once compared himself to Stravinsky because he said, yeah, Stravinsky, you know, he would write, you know, the Firebird Suite, but also if, uh, if the czar's niece had a, a, a birthday party coming up, he'd do a commission for her uh, <laughs> so you know, so yeah I'll, I'll you know so he does you know the movie work which which pays the bills and you know the, the songwriting for others um but at the same time he really really pours his heart and soul into what he puts out there um yes, I definitely see that uh and 
you know, it, it's something that has never, you know, he's never really hit the jackpot with it. You know, he's got the awards. He's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. He has one gold record. Everyone knows his name, whether fairly or not. Uh, but, you know, he's only had the one hit, and that was kind of a novelty hit. And he just kind of lamented that. Um, but, you know, he, he's out there, you know, putting in the work. Every now and then he'll still play a show, usually in Europe more than here. Uh, but, yeah, just, just, just doing, doing his own thing and not thinking more highly of himself than, than he should. I think that makes sense. I think uh, I actually have an example of kind of the 10th versus that 12th house. Um, and it's to why like rising signs are super important in the houses. Um, I know I will not say who, but I know two people who were um, born on the same day in the same hospital in Oklahoma City, like a friend of mine who I played music with and a guy I was seeing and um just thought it was interesting that they had the same birthday and so when I eventually like looked at their charts because I was just so curious like you guys is your placements are going to be almost exactly the same but you're very different people um Mm -hmm. so I'm so fascinated to see what that looks like and they were born like two hours apart I think two or three um so their rising signs are pretty close but um so all of their placements are like in leo they have like leo sun mercury venus um and so for one they're all in his 10th house and for the other they're all in his 12th house and one of them is a musician who's been writing songs is the face of his thing you know, writes everything for himself, has found success with that. And the other guy is a bass player, a musician who was a philosophy major. Aren't all bass players philosophy majors? (laughs) True. (laughs) But yeah, that's kind of an exit. So it's interesting. He doesn't have that 10th house, but he has the 12th house, the interest, and it's always there. Like with that moon, that's never going to it's going to pay the bills. It's going to be consistent and always there, but it's not the kind of in your face success. Yeah. That's so like visible and personal. That makes sense. I, this, this is only you could bring this perspective to the show. I'm so glad you did that. I'm so glad too. When I thought of it, I thought that's a good idea. Yeah. That's, that's (laughs) awesome. So let, let's let's do the song. I hope everyone has listened to the song uh, because we're going to talk spoilers real fast here. Cat, um, t- tell us what song we're discussing today. They just got married. Just got married. This is off the record. Born again. Hey, what's going on? Dan, is, is that you? <laughs> hey, it's not funny, man. What, what is this? Some kind of... Some, some kind of where'd you get all those sound effects from? BBC.com Sound Effects Archive <laughs> um, Pulling up the lyrics to have them in front of me. Now, so, so you know kind of the context of Born Again. Uh, Born Even though it's like his sixth or seventh album, this is really his sophomore album. He okay. hit it big with Little Criminals. He became kind of a darling of the studio. And so this is what he came out with next. Um, you know, he's he's making fun of Kiss a lot, as you can tell from the cover of this. Okay. Um, and he's he's allowing himself to get weird on, on this record. Uh, but they, they've just got married. Is uh, There aren't a lot of songs that surprise me the first time I hear them. But, but this one... What about three verses in? Uh, he kills the main character off uh, without a thought. Yes, is that why you picked this one for me? Well, because yes. it's kind of violent. Uh, yeah, because <laughs> I, I saw I saw uh, the video for Forever Boy. I was like, yeah, this is this, this is the vibe. That's so funny. That's so true. <laughs> yeah, and even it's musically kind of surprising too. Okay. I mean, it is and it isn't. I feel like it's 
I don't know. It was uh, when I pressed play on it. I guess I wasn't. I'm a big, um, a big, I can't think of the word, person for just like dancing around your house to just yeah. like shake the energy out. I do that all the time. And I hit play on this and I was not expecting it to be a shake your ass song. And right. it was. Yeah. In yep. kind of a fun way. I was like, okay, it was just a different uh and different instruments would come into play every now and then that because in between the drops it'd be silence and then something different would come in and it was kind of like, oh, that's yeah. fun. And it's fun. You know, it's big, big New Orleans influence for him. You know, he, he grew up just worshiping Fat Domino. So you, you can hear that all through this. But but like you say, there's more depth to this than just the the the, the piano riff, which is you know, throughout. But there 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 is some texture to this. Um I what what was your reaction when the girl dies in this? Did you see any did you see it coming at all? I saw it coming. Oh, uh, I just love a a story song like this, and I could just I could just feel it like watching, a, I don't know, a show that's turning into a murder mystery show, and you can just tell like I think somebody's about to go. <laughs> See, maybe that's, that's why... just me watching a lot of shows like that. See that? Yeah, that that's me. My my wife and I watch British mysteries, and she's got it all figured out around minute ten, and she's such a <laughs> sweetheart. She'll hold her tongue. But she's got it all figured out. My mom's like that and like won't even try. It's like so annoying. Like my sister and I will watch something and like halfway through, you know, we'll look at her and be like, well, and she'll just say it like offhand. She'll be like, well, you know, it can't be this person because that's too obvious. And you're like, <laughs> what? She is the best at it for sure. I mean, I suppose Randy drops a couple of hints. At one point he says, what's going to happen to her? just yeah. kind of a throwaway line there but it, it, it's enough that you go oh okay maybe i should have seen this coming yeah it kind of reminded me of that song uh just an excitable boy that song is worse and more like violent don't, but, don't know that one it's a weird one but it's kind of a similar like a story song that's got a real simple it's kind of the same melody over and over again but the lyrics become he killed her and dug up her bones and raped her and like uh, okay <laughs> i can't remember the name of who it's by but an excitable boy and that's his like he's just an excitable boy and it just kind of loops around in the same way so it kind of was reminding me of that song so i guess when it was like and she died i'm like well shoulda shoulda known i what what is i that was huge in the 50s dead girl songs <laughs> You know, people you, love a dead woman yeah they do you really know, do do you know knoxville girl uh by the leuven brothers no oh, but i know what they're talking about <laughs> yeah it's like mm -hmm. she said no so i whacked her on the head and buried her and yeah me. people love it the other day i was singing uh the new sizzle song kill bill which the chorus is like i just killed my ex not the best idea killed his girlfriend next how'd i get here what i was just like singing it because it was stuck in my head and my mom walked by and was like when are you gonna write a song that isn't so freaking violent <laughs> <laughs> like i didn't do this one i'm sorry i swear <laughs> can you just write a love song that's not about a killer no <laughs> I, I think what the even the violence aside here um, you know, even though she dies of, of medical reasons here. What disturbs me most about this song is how disposable the woman is. That what should be the, the biggest event in either of their lives is just, anyway. Yeah, it's not the climax. No. <laughs> and <laughs> and with, within, what, two breaths, this guy's married again. <laughs> Right. That's what when it was like she died, I said, Oh, is the next verse gonna be and he got married to somebody else? <laughs> and it was. Yeah. <laughs> I I, uh, I was listening to, to Patton Oswalt, uh, and he has this, you know, you know, when 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 his wife died and you know his kid was like four or five, uh, you know, he 
went to the kindergarten and what he said, you know, kids have no filter. Said one one kid came up to me and said, Are you gonna get married again? He's like, well, I'm really not thinking about that kind of thing. <laughs> and and the kid said, Because when my parents split up, my daddy got married right away. <laughs> I yeah. bet he did. <laughs> it's what happens. <laughs> I guess. Oh, this this poor girl. This poor girl. I know it's yeah, it's just anyway three words dedicated to her death anyway, did you notice she dies and did you notice what the drums did right after that it, it's almost like there's a rim shot anyway she died da, da, da. yeah <laughs> like it's a punchline yes oh messed up song, messed up song. <laughs> i love uh the horns I wrote that these horns are some of they have that and nobody ever wants to do any horn players that like I love when a horn sounds kind of lazy. Yeah. Like bad. Like almost like it's bad. And I love any time I've gotten, you know, like that they make a mistake in a recording or something. I'm like, yes, please. And they do not like it. <laughs> they <laughs> do not like it at all. Uh, oh I've even said that to them. They're like, yeah, we don't. We hate that. Like in Biggest Mistake, there was one where he went like, and I was like, please, please let me use that. And he was like, no. <laughs> my my college roommate played French horn. He said, "My job is to be completely invisible. You don't want to notice me. At all. <laughs> you only notice me if I." <laughs> it's good though. I, I like yeah, it. I like it. Tasty. All right. Well, are you ready for the dangerous part of the show? Okay. This is where we spin the wheel. Spin the wheel. Okay. And uh, we are going to pick a Randy Newman song at random. We're going to listen to it together and get your first impressions. We used to do this all the time. This is like it's been a year since we've spun the wheel. I had to I had to find the wheel because <laughs> it's been so. Uh, so. I'm going to share my screen real quick, and we're going to spin the wheel. And folks, right now the wheel is on Twitter. I'll find another home for it. So you see the wheel spinning there? What I want you yep. to do is yell stop and we're going to see what it lands on. Spin the wheel, spin the wheel, spin the wheel of Randy. Spin the wheel, spin the wheel, spin the wheel of Randy. Stop. Okay, we've landed on Wandering Boy. So we're going to listen to this together. And folks, you at home, listen to it together. And we will be right back. Well, there's a New York company. It could go anywhere in the same slum. Then it struck. We didn't have enough money to go to keep the forest, except the crew. But why not store away in Santa's bag? It was absurd. The next day, Winky went to the commissary. And we are back. That was kind of a bummer. It's a, it's a big old bummer. <laughs> <laughs> Did you really think the wheel would pick something peppy for us? <laughs> no, but it kind of felt like that Christmas shoes song. Yeah. That I mean, style. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, it, it's about time. I, I'm going to assume he's dead. It's about time there was a dead boy song out there. <laughs> it's only fair. All the, all the girls Randy's killed off over the years. <laughs> the boys don't die. They just wander and are yeah. gone. <laughs> Mysteriously. But girls, dead. Yep. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I didn't mean to bum you out. <laughs> you didn't do it. Randy Newman did it. Yeah, he's to, he's to blame for everything. Uh, I've got I've got to tell you, uh, Mandy Patinkin did a version of this where he makes it sound like Danny Boy. Mandy Patinkin just belts this song. Yeah, I can hear that. Yeah, 
But uh, it's pretty. It is pretty. That's wandering boyfriend. <laughs> All right. This now it's time for this week's cover. We won't play the cover, but I will recommend it. Um, in in the spirit of the Christmas New Year season, uh, although Randy's never written a uh, Christmas song to speak of. He does have a nice winter song. Uh, so I'm going to put a link out there. Uh, Saint Etienne did a version of Randy's song, Snow. Uh, that's just lovely. So link to that in the show notes. Cat, um, I think that's it. Thank you so much for joining us on Wheel of Randy. Remind us uh, where the show is and when the show is. And... Yes, thank you for having me. The retrograde EP release show is at the Blue Note in Oklahoma City on January 6th, 2023. Uh, I think it'll start at 8. We've got M and the Superiors. We've got me and we've got the Killings who are also releasing an EP. So it's a double feature, double EP release night. And I... I'm going to, I have learned the Oops, I Did It Again, Britney Spears dance. Nice. We're going to cover that song and do the dance. Fantastic. What's the, where can people get your music that will end up getting you the most money? Probably Bandcamp. Okay. Bandcamp. Um, I mean, Spotify won't pay me, but it will boost my numbers and get me on playlists and stuff like that so don't Still feel bad about yeah don't feel bad about listening to me on spotify <laughs> yes dude i want to be on tv soundtrack so bad i was so excited when samantha crane got on res dogs i was like i know this one. oh my I know god this one. yeah so uh so yeah what what what's your band camp it's, it's the spell catwalk for the night k-a-t-l-o-c-k k-a-t-l-o-c-k-y-a-l-l is all my social medias is at catlock y'all for most of my social medias very good and your astrology one more time y'allastrology.com very good uh you have a great show thank you so much for doing this very excited about the new record and uh Hopefully we'll we'll see you on the praise down again sometime soon because I'm sure it's always always a good guest. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. Have a good day, Kat. You too. Thanks for listening. Bye. Been the wheel of Randy.